Thank you very much. Um, first of all, I would like to thank Dr. Hyman for providing me with all this uh, pouch vaginal fistula cases uh, from his experience. I have no disclosures. We're going to go fast uh, about a lot of the things that are um, perhaps well known to the medical and surgical audience as well, but I think it's important to make some uh, uh, classification uh, uh, in terms of uh, location and timing because they do play a role in what we do down the stretch. First of all, this is a a review paper that looks at the incidence of pouch uh, vaginal fistula. Uh, there are pouch vaginal fistulas and pouch vaginal fistulas. As, as you can see here, the incidence is uh, all over the place. And uh, you need to understand that when we talk about this, there are uh, um, fistulas that occur very early, within a month from the uh, pouch or the ileostomy closure, and those are typically technical. There is a group called intermediate where they occur between a month and, and less than a year, and the late ones that clearly belong to a completely different type of, uh, of uh, problems. The location is also important, um, and I would add the length of the uh, rectal cuff that is left behind is also very important. That is less uh, uh, easy to, to uh, identify and classify, but they were uh, divided uh, in below the anastomosis, at the anastomosis, or above the anastomosis. And is that important? It is important because if you look at this uh, uh, paper here, um, the below the anastomosis, uh, they are classified as cryptogranular. Now, I, we had a major discussion in our group not that long ago about a case like this. People, patients with ulcerative colitis do develop a fistula nano, but a, but a pouch vaginal fistula, I think, is a little bit more than a fistula nano. So even a, a, um, a, a pouch or, or below the pouch vaginal fistula, I would, call, I would still call that Crohn's disease and not cryptoglandular in nature unless I have strong evidence of a completely normal anal transition zone. Uh, when people look at different factors uh, that uh, may play a role in the, uh, in the development of a pouch vaginal fistula after ileoanal anastomosis, there are very, many different factors. But when, uh, when they have been looked more closely, pelvic sepsis, and it's been covered uh, very well by Dr. Uh, Colton previously, Crohn's disease, and tissue perfusion, i.e. tension, um, are the factors that turn out to be significant. Believe it or not, surgeon, surgeon's experience is not, uh, is, was not found to be significant, and the, the reason is the numbers are small. Uh, there is no question, I think, in the audience and, that surgeon's skills and experience plays a role in post-operative complication, especially in these complex procedures. The diagnosis. Well, it depends, again, when you're dealing with this. Um, uh, if it is an early technical problem, you, I personally take the patient to the operating room. I uh, uh, do an, a, a thorough exam. I control the sepsis, and Dr. Colton just mentioned, uh, explained to us how to do it. I may or may not do a pouchoscopy, depending on the amount of inflammation, the uh, stricture of the anal canal, or whatever, uh, whatever else may make it difficult. And I get a CT scan to make sure that I have the sepsis completely controlled. In those late cases where clearly the etiology is different, I definitely do a pouchoscopy, and I go further to try to figure out what is the etiology behind a new onset uh, pouch vaginal fistula years after an ileoanal anastomosis. 
So this is an example of, uh, of an early uh, fistula. Interestingly, I asked a bunch of friends, both on the medicine and the surgical side, uh, for pictures and examples, and the only people that replied were the uh, GI doctors. Surgeons, we don't have this. We don't, uh, we don't have pouch vaginus fistula, and everybody uh, quickly replied, I, I don't have any. I don't have any pictures. So they, they all come from colleagues uh, around the country in, uh, in GI medicine. This is a typical example of a small anastomotic leak that necessitated anteriorly into the vagina. There is some inflammation around it. Not a lot of, uh, not, not, nothing undrained on the CT scan. You see that bubble of, uh, of air in the vagina, and uh, it's confirmed by the pouchoscopy. This is a different story, right? This is an early, reason, uh, early uh, leak, and you see the vagina at the bottom, and the pouch on top. So either this is a complete disruption of the anastomosis or somebody decided that buttressing a little bit of vagina in the anastomosis was going to be a good idea. It, it's, it, in big people, this is not... Uh, it, it, sometimes it happens. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, not, uh, it's, it's not that easy to do a very low staple anastomosis in these individuals unless you come from below like, uh, like Dr. Bemelman. Um, clearly, this is a different animal than the, the patient I showed you before. Late, late fistulas, you, uh, uh, you, you see well-established either sinuses, uh, not sinuses, but tract that go anteriorly into the vagina. There was a lower one. This is a little higher. And again, the location also tells you a lot about the etiology of the uh, problem. So if you look at the clinical scenarios that I've been alluding to all along is we have an early uh, scenario, and those are likely technical. Uh, the intermediate is where you sort of scratch your head, and when you see an early uh, problem like that, the question I have in my mind is the patient diverted or not diverted? What is the amount of local sepsis? What do I need to do to uh, prevent the long-term sequelae of pelvic sepsis or, or a fibrotic anal canal anteriorly that then become difficult to fix down the stretch? When I see a late uh, presentation, my question number one, two, three, and four is, is, is this Crohn's disease? And, uh, and maybe even five, is it Crohn's disease? Um, do, I, do I have to have disease in the pouch to call it Crohn's disease? This is the uh, major discussion, again, we had in our group not that long ago. The pouch looks great. Well, the anal canal doesn't, and uh, the anal canal looks like Crohn's. And, and again, um, you, I, in my opinion, you do not have to have disease in the pouch to have a Crohn's disease. Could this be cryptogranular in origin? It could potentially be just a garden variety fistula. However, um, garden variety fistula rarely uh, present de novo as a pouch vaginal fistula. When I do my pouchoscopy, I look at the pouch, I go up into the small bowel, I take biopsy all along the, uh, the proximal small bowel just to answer that question. But in my opinion, I do not have to have disease in the pouch to call this Crohn's disease. Uh, the initial management is an exam under anesthesia, control of the sepsis, and the placement of a cetum. This is actually a, a real case. This is a, a case of mine um, of a late presentation. And as you can see, there is not a lot of active inflammation, and uh, the disease was all limited to the uh, anal transition zone and the anal canal with minor pouch uh, uh, involvement as well as you can see there. So early, I uh, uh, place a cetum. I control the sepsis. I optimize the patient. If it's a post-operative patient, um, I, I uh, make sure that, uh, you know, it's, it's not septic. I start the antibiotics. I make sure this is a patient that can last few weeks or months until I'm ready to, 
to uh, fix it. Uh, smoking, it's uh, something I, uh, I uh, work on all the time and I try to emphasize it with my trainees. And then the best medication for this is time. There is no urgency to do anything about, about this. If the patient is not, uh, um, is not diverted, uh, you, uh, you may need to do that. If this is a low, low fistula, perhaps you don't have necessarily to, to add a stomach. If you can control the sepsis with a cetum, for example, but again, time, time, time. Uh, for the intermediate, again, I place a cetum, I control the sepsis, and then I make an effort to establish the diagnosis. Uh, establishing the diagnosis is key because somebody has Crohn's disease and you don't treat the underlying uh, uh, problem, then it is not going to work. Advancement or plugs or whatever you think is going to be your treatment uh, is not going to work. And then I optimize the patient, and specifically in that situation is uh, uh, smoking cessation is the key. Uh, and why, why do I uh, inst- uh, make a point about Crohn's disease? Because studies over and over, this is a study from the Cleveland Clinic, uh, Feds are one of the authors, show that uh, in the, in, on the multivariate analysis of this very specific uh, study, page, pouch failure was associated with a final diagnosis of Crohn's disease. While we talked earlier that sometimes we offer pouches to patients with normal perianal uh, exam uh, and Crohn's disease, uh, when they present with a problem, especially with a pouch vaginal fistula, that becomes a major uh, component of pouch failure. Then then what do we do? Well, there are many different papers that uh, tell you, oh, we should do this, you should do that. And when you see many options for a problem, either they don't work or... um, This is a very heterogeneous group of patients, so there is not one size that fits all. Uh, You can go through the vagina, and obviously if you do a lot of those, they have pretty good results. You can go um, through uh, uh, the abdomen and the the perineum. You can uh, uh, use uh, gracilis interposition. There are all different uh, uh, options that you you can use, but they they are based on the location of uh, of the fistula and the quality of the tissue that you're working with. One thing that we know is that this doesn't work. I, I, I think everybody agrees that a plug, no matter how shaped uh, or, or fashioned or how you do it, this in this specific problem for a variety of reasons. Uh, Amy yesterday discussed that a little bit uh, in her uh, talk. This doesn't work. But... Um, Again, this is a difficult problem. There is not a single approach, as you can see here, that, that, that fits all the, all the issues. And, uh, and uh, you go from a success rate of 81% when, when, you have an, when you use an interposition flap in this uh, series. Again, the numbers are very small because you have to be able to treat these patients with a lot of, a lot of different, uh, in a lot of different ways based on the location, the type of the tissue, and the underlying cause of the, of the problem. Um, another another uh, paper from the Cleveland Clinic that, again, shows you that um, you can keep uh, going at it. In the, if you do a primary procedure, you get about a 40% success rate. And if you continue to work on it, and obviously in very experienced and very small numbers, the, 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 uh, the success rate is not, is not zero. So time and, and planned approach in, uh, in, uh, in these individuals. And then this is uh, basically the same data suggesting that if you, uh, if you know what you're doing and you, and you time your, your operation, you properly pre- uh, prepare those patients, the first failure doesn't, uh, doesn't translate necessarily in pouch loss. So uh, this is an algorithm that I, find, that I found in the literature that exactly uh, mimics what, uh, uh, what I do. 
Um, again, you control the sepsis. You uh, check the initial diagnosis, and often, very often, when we have these patients that had the diagnosis of ulcerative colitis at colectomy, you can go back and review the path, and it's still uh, uh, ulcerative colitis. Uh, but now you're dealing with a different problem. And again, a late presentation, uh, in my opinion, is Crohn's disease until proven otherwise. Um, medical treatment is the first line of, uh, of treatment if you're dealing with, uh, with Crohn's disease. Let's see if I can show you that. And, uh, and then you are, if you are successful in controlling the disease, that's the time to consider repair. This is the same as any other Crohn's-related fistula in ANO. Patients that have active proctitis do not do well with repair. Unless you control the proctitis, or pouchitis in this case, or Crohn's of the pouch, the repair is not going to work. And if medical treatment doesn't work, you'll go to pouch excision. If it is not Crohn's disease, again, depending on the timing of presentation, a low fistula, without severe pelvic fibrosis, you can do a local procedure either through the vagina, through the pouch, an advancement flap, or a local interposition, and that can be repeated. We, we saw that that is effective, and if it fails, unfortunately, you end up having to excise the pouch. We had a big discussion yesterday about excising the pouch versus leaving the pouch uh, 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 disconnected in place. Um, I would go to pouch excision, and that's really what I do in my, in my practice. In conclusion, this is a multifactorial, multifaceted, complex sequela of iloeno pouch anastomosis. You need to be vigilant when this happens in the acute presentation. Uh, after you control the sepsis, you have time to decide what to do and let everything settle. The patient doesn't like to have a stoma or, or, or drainage through the vagina, but you need to take your time. You need to under, define the underlying cause of this before um, uh, starting on a, on a surgical journey. You need to optimize the patient, specifically smoking cessation. You need to be able to offer every sort of different approaches and divert the fecal stream when needed to achieve the optimal results. And with that, thank you very much.